0: God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace are yours in abundance through faith alone, by grace alone, in Jesus alone, dear fellow sons and daughters of the Reformation. The Word of God I'd like us to focus in on this morning is just a few words from the Gospel lesson. I think we all know them by heart, where Jesus told the Jews who were listening to him, if you hold to my teachings... You are really my disciple, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's the Reformation truth we celebrate today, dear friends. I'd like to begin this morning by sharing with you a fairy tale that I really didn't know much about while growing up, but it's a fairy tale that a lot of people do hear and tell, and there are several different versions to it, but I'd like to tell you the one that I know. It's the fairy tale about the king with no clothes. Do you remember that? The story goes that there was this emperor, this king, who just loved to wear the finest clothes. And he was willing to spend the greatest amount of money so that he would be dressed in the best, right? Well, one day two con men came to the city and they told the king that they were able to weave for him, make for him the finest set of clothes so fine that only the smartest and the elite could actually see it. And if you were not smart enough and elite enough to see these clothes, you were unfit to be in the service of the emperor and yes, you could even die. So the emperor agreed. Go ahead. And so the con men pretended to weave him some new clothes. And although the emperor couldn't see those clothes himself, he pre- pretended to put them on. And then he called for a kingly procession through the city streets of his empire. And as he proceeded through the city streets, the people noticed that he was not wearing any clothes. But they didn't want to see anything because they were fearful that they would be removed from their service in the king's service and possibly even be put to death. And so they all pretended that he was wearing clothes and cheered him on until finally a little boy shouted out loud, the king has no clothes. And all the people began to laugh. But the truth finally put an end to that charade. The reason I started with that fairy tale is because it's a good reminder of what the Reformation is all about and why we celebrate it. You see, the Reformation, when we talk about it, is all about the truth of God's word, holding on to it, and some clothes that we can't see. Now you might be wondering to yourselves, Pastor, what are you getting at? What are you talking about? Well, the lie, the charade, is this that somehow sinful human beings like us can weave a good life so that we would be acceptable to God in heaven. And that's not a fairy tale. In fact, it started all the way back in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. You see, the biggest con man who has ever walked this earth is none other than the devil and the devil would want us to believe that somehow we can earn eternal life. It's the matters in our hands. That's what happened to Eve. Remember, God told Adam and Eve the truth. You can eat from any tree in the Garden of Eden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. And remember what Satan said, you're not going to die but God told you that because he knows that if you eat of that fruit, you'll be like him. In other words, Eve, being with God eternally is in your hands. You have to do something. And Eve bought the lie. And the truth was that she and Adam did not earn eternal life, but they now deserved eternal death. You see, that was the trade. Like the king, the lie exposed Adam and Eve's nakedness before God. It was the same thing going on at Jesus' day, especially with the Jews with whom he was speaking in the Gospel lesson for today. You see, God had promised them a Savior, that was the truth, and the Savior was going to be a descendant of Abraham who was going to come and save God's people and the Savior had arrived, it was none other than Jesus Christ. But they would not believe the truth. They were conned by a lie. They believed that God loved them because of who they were, the blood descendants of Abraham, and they believed that they would be able to go to heaven because they had the law of Moses. It was the same lie by which Satan conned Eve. Because they didn't hold on to the truth that only through faith in Jesus would they be saved, they were not the children of God as they thought. Jesus said, you're actually the children of the devil. And the same thing was going on at Luther's time. The con was still there. Unfortunately, it was being promoted by the visible church at that time and the church's leaders. You see, they were teaching people just like the devil had told Eve that salvation was in their hands and they had to earn it. They had to earn it by being good enough And if they weren't good enough to earn salvation, then they would have to suffer punishment for it, either in purgatory or by buying a piece of paper that would get them out of purgatory hell, kind of like a get-out-of-jail card in the monopoly game, huh? But you know what? At Luther's time, people were living the lie, too. It was all a charade. And you know that con is still here today. I'm not going to talk about anybody else. I'm going to talk about me and about you. You see, we have a sinful nature that is proud. A sinful nature that would like to believe the con that somehow salvation is up to us. That somehow if I just change my bad habits if I just try to do my best, God will be happy with me. You see our sinful nature wants to believe and the devil wants to think, wants us to think that somehow by our goodness we can weave a good enough life that we will be acceptable to God. But that's a lie. That's a con. And that's why it's important for us to hear that we cannot earn salvation. And that's why it's important for us to hold on to the truth that Jesus was teaching. And although there are many teachings in the Word of God, this morning we want to focus basically on two. One of the first things that Jesus teaches us in His Holy Word is the truth of His Law. And you know what the law teaches. It teaches us that we must be perfectly holy all the time. And if we are not perfectly holy, the law demands that we be punished by death. Not just having our bodies put in the grave when we die, but being buried body and soul in hell forever. You see, the truth of the law exposes the lie when we heard it this morning, no one will be declared righteous in God's eyes by observing the law, rather through the law we become conscious of sin. In other words, the truth of the law forces us to quit the charade that somehow we're wearing the robe of our own righteousness that makes us acceptable to God. Now if that's the only truth that God's word revealed, then you and I might wind up hating God just like Luther said that he hated God. And that's why Luther believed that God could not forgive him. And the reason why Luther said that he hated God is because God was demanding something of him that God knew he could not provide. God was demanding that Luther have a righteous life. And Luther knew he could not do that. But then through the study of Jesus' word, Luther found the other main truth of the scriptures, namely the good news that what we could not do for ourselves, God would do for us by sending us Jesus. And that's why it's good news. Because Jesus is the one who won salvation for us. He lived a perfectly holy life. And that holy life that Jesus lived, God gave to you when he brought you to faith. And then, Jesus died on the cross and washed away the stain of our sin. That's why in the Old Testament lesson we are told that the all-knowing God who knows everything will forget one thing. He will no longer remember our sins. Why? Because they've been washed away in in the blood of the Lamb. And all that Jesus did by his perfect life and the payment that he made uh, for the debt of our sin, God gives to us. And though we cannot see it, we are covered with the robe of Christ's righteousness. And it isn't make-believe. God sees us, covered with Christ's righteousness. And that's how we get to heaven. That's the truth that Jesus wants us to hold on to. That's the truth that Adam and Eve let go That's the truth that the Jews let go at Jesus' day. That was the truth that people had let go at Luther's day. And we don't want to let go of it today. Rather, we want to hold on to Jesus' teaching because that truth will set us free. And from what will it set us free? First of all, the truth that we are saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus frees us from the guilt of a conscience that haunts us. If God no longer remembers your sin, Why are you holding on to it? The past is gone. Let go of it yourself. Also, the truth of God's word frees us from the con of Satan. Especially when we get near the finish line, the moment of death, we may be struck with the fear, have I done enough good to earn my way? Let go of that. That's the con of Satan. God frees you from that because, he said, there's nothing you need to do because Jesus did it all for you. It frees us from the fear of the grave. Yes, I know that unless Jesus comes back, my body is going to die, and they will put my body in the grave, but Jesus said, all those who believe in me will live even though they die. And the truth that Jesus wants us to hold on to will free us from the fear of shame and punishment in hell. Can you imagine how ashamed we would be if we stood before God's judgment throne and he opened our account and read every sinful thought and every sinful deed that we did for everyone else to hear. But remember what Jesus said, those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame because when God opens the book to our account, he's only going to see Jesus and all that he did. And that truth frees us from that fear. So dear friends, hold on to that truth. You know the truth. You know that it's nothing but a con in thinking that somehow we can weave a beautiful life that will make us acceptable to God. That's only going to lead us to hell. But rather hold on to the truth that God has clothed you in the robe of Christ's righteousness. And what that means is that by faith in Jesus you are ready and dressed for heaven. That's the reformation truth we want to hold on to, not only for our own salvation, but that's the Reformation truth we want to hold on to so that we can share it with others. Happy Reformation. Amen.